Lily, you may think that as a freelancer, a job site would not be for you. Yeah, but I've just been having a look on Cision Jobs. And actually on that website, you can search for freelance and part-time opportunities. And you can also select for homeworking. Oh yeah, the search lets you look within PR or journalism jobs and then by sector, salary, job title and hours. Yeah, there's loads on there. So go and have a look. It's scissionjobs.co.uk. Hello and welcome to Freelancing for Journalists. I'm Emma Wilkinson and I'm Lily Cantor. So this is our eighth series of the podcast and we're changing up our usual format a bit and we're talking to freelance journalists who have published books. So for our summer read special we'll be asking how do you get a book deal, what is the writing process like and all the other practicalities of writing whether it's fiction or non-fiction. Yes, if you've ever thought about this, wanted to know more about how you move into writing books as a journalist, as well as picking up some handy tips, then you are definitely in the right place. So today we are speaking to photojournalists Angie Sims and Stuart Quinn, who are currently driving across Australia in a 28-year-old truck, and so far they've they've managed to make it without any breakdowns. Um, They're a husband and wife team, and they have decades of experience in press photography, having worked for several news press titles in the UK and News Corp publications in Australia. Um, I actually met Ange when I was a trainee reporter at the Wiltshire Gazette and Herald in the noughties, and I must say we had quite a wild time together down in Weird Wiltshire. But the couple now live on the idyllic Stradbrook Island off the coast of Brisbane in Australia, where, where they're quite the entrepreneurs. Their many businesses over the years have included selling stunning landscape photography, shooting ocean videography, portrait and commercial work, capturing beach weddings, selling coffee, and working on a project to document Aboriginal culture on the island. But the reason they're here today is they are also the authors of the Eat, Drink and Be Stradi cookbook, which celebrates local recipes and is, of course, accompanied by beautiful photos plus stories of the island's food producers. Welcome to the podcast, guys. It's so great to have you here. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for having us. We're very excited. That is a very interesting CV that Lily's just gone through there. Um, but maybe it's best to start with the book. Angie, can you tell us where the idea first came from and how it came to fruition? Uh so the the island that we live on has oh, it's an island so it's surrounded by ocean it has many local producers on there so prawn fishermen oyster fishermen they do their own uh, beekeepers so honey over there and mullet fishermen and we were photographing the mullet fishermen one winter and got a heap of really awesome photos and what they do is really wonderful and photogenic and really great and also we love food and we just wanted to do something with it and showcase the island and show a bit of history and just um, really just have a book that uh, showed everything that we got to enjoy on a daily basis to everyone else and North Strabroke Island is just such a loved place that we thought that it would do okay and it seems that it 
does, <laughs> did. <laughs> so yeah, that's why we started doing it. And also from our publishing background, we had a, a lot of people that we knew that could help us out with it and just somewhere really to put these images. And uh, yeah, so that's where it started from. That's really interesting that the idea came from the images. Um, and obviously you're both great photographers, but you know, this is a cookbook, there's recipes in there. There's also a lot of writing about the different producers. So how did you kind of divvy up the work? And Stu, how did you go about sort of deciding who was doing photos, who was doing writing, who was doing design and, and where you got help from as well? Uh, well, from our uh, working in the newspapers, we had a lot of uh, people to choose from, a lot of experts in the field. Um, so the, the number one was our editor, Lisa, um, and she helped a lot with it. Um, uh, and she did most of the, most of the work. Um, I just sort of helped out, did a lot of the shooting on the days of when we were cooking, helped out with some of the cooking, uh, went out and did some of the location shoots, and she did the shoots as well. Um, and then we also had a designer who was a, um, we shot a, her wedding, and, and this is her shirt, cactus crew. Um, <laughs> um, and so she did a lot of the uh, graphics in the book. And then we also got a chef in, Tammy, whose house we're visiting at the moment, actually. And she helped on the day with testing out all the recipes. Uh, so we had to put the recipes through a couple of test phases to make sure they were right. Um, yeah, and yeah, yeah, I mean, the book is really beautiful. Like it's really, it's really involved. You have kind of stories all the way through of um, kind of people on the island and recipes that have come from uh, different people that you know. It's, I mean, it just must've been such a kind of complicated and involved process. How long did it actually take? Can you remember? And how did you kind of fit that around your the other work that you're doing at the time? Yeah, it was probably over about six months, I think, Ash. That bit close to a year, I think, from those mullet photos to Yeah. And the the um we knew we wanted it out. We knew we had a deadline of Christmas time because that's when, you know, we thought, oh, we might be able to sell 20 copies over Christmas or something like that. So we thought, well, we knew, well, we got in touch with the printers. We knew how long they needed. So we wanted it back for September holidays, which is a, a, a pretty big time over on the island in terms of tourism. So we would just work back from there and ended up being about a year. And we were also done. renovating our house at the time. So, oh. and that was where <laughs> most of the shooting and the cooking was taking place. So we had, I think, a, a day before we were supposed to be doing most of the shoot our oven broke so we had to get a new fuse in the fuse box um yeah so it was it was an old style fuse box so we had to put it out to the community to get this fuse that we couldn't buy because we lived on an island and we'd have to find it so it was all a bit of a drama and we had Tammy who I grew up with I've known since childhood and we flew her over because she was working on a prawn no Pearl, pearl farm pearl at the farm. time cooking on the pearl farm so she's good with seafood so we only had a short window to test most of these recipes and have her over and have the oven working and it just was literally <laughs> like 
make it work. <laughs> and she did. <laughs> so how yeah. did you come up with the recipes then? Where did those come from? Uh, well, uh, everywhere really. Like we love food. We love to cook. Um, Tammy came up with a few of them as well. We, we wanted to hit a hundred recipes. So uh, she like just reached the end of it, but they're all recipes made from these local producers from the island. And well, a lot um, of it, we took the, the products that were available in the island and then worked backwards to create recipes to suit the products. And then it yeah, got inspiration around that. So we, we come up with a, a fair few things just with that way which was interesting uh, a lot of like native um uh like bush foods as well that we used uh like lemon, lemon myrtle which we used uh, a little bit yeah midgen berry which is only available really on the island or around so yeah what's that kind of what's <laughs> it's a little berry, berry. okay <laughs> it's like a like a blueberry but not really but flowery <laughs> not as sweet and it grows on a little bush like this yeah and quite a unique yeah. flavor yeah hard to describe yeah I remember when I got the cookbook and I was a bit like oh I can't get that I can't get that yeah. <laughs> <Shop>. <laughs> yeah yeah but a lot of them are just recipes that we've used we've had over the years or seen because we've traveled so much we've uh, done like I don't know 60 countries or something like that so some of our favorite things that we'd picked up along the way and um, yeah so we like food <laughs> and were you working I mean you say you're renovating the house at the time but were you also doing other jobs I mean were you doing weddings or how how else were you bringing the money in yeah so uh, we shoot weddings which is our main income after we left newspapers and then uh also the odd uh editorial work we do a few commercial things as well we sell the the print so we were still doing that it's just that and I think the main answer to this probably is that we don't have kids so we have time <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and looking back, I think it was the I think it was one of the busiest years that we had for oh, weddings um I think we shot about 45 weddings that year uh, it was crazy um, plus did that plus we went traveling a fair bit that year as well yeah yeah it was, yeah. It was pretty we like long. to be busy though so you know yeah I sometimes think those periods where you are super busy you end up fitting more in you end up being way more productive than if everything's spread out because you can't procrastinate can you you've just got to get on with it got to do it and that was the whole thing with the start of it like it's like well we want to do this but where do I start do I do it here do I do it here and as soon as we started it's just like yep this is what we do. And we had, what were you saying? We had a, he reminded me that we did this actually because we were renovating. We had our storyboard all over the, the living room walls, which of course we ended up painting over, but it's still there. It's still, still underneath it, all of our storyboard of this um, book. <laughs> so someone will find it one day and go, what even is that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, did that change a lot as you went along? Were you sort of shifting around what was going to be included or what order you were going to put things in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we weren't sure how the chapters were going to go. Um, it ended up being sort of, yeah, we were we think, we think thought at the beginning it might have been like the producers and then do all of the chapters through that, but it ended up being about 10 chapters with like a breakfast and then a group and a, yeah, so... 
um, yeah, everything changed along the way. And it wasn't till the very end that we sort of, yep, that'll do, we'll do that. <laughs> and it worked. And you went- And it hasn't changed. Sorry. I, I was gonna say, you went down the self-publishing route. So can you tell us kind of why you did that and how that all worked? Um, the main reason we did it, well, apart from the fact that, I mean, we'd never done it before, so we had no idea what, how to even get a publisher or an agent or anything like that. We still don't because we haven't done it. But um, the main reason, and we did start talking to some publishers, actually. We ended up knowing uh, a gentleman who was who was pretty good and gave us a few tips, but uh, we just wanted to do it exactly how we wanted to do it and have no one tell us what we needed to have in there or what we didn't need to have in there and so we were just we went and got a loan from the a business loan from the bank and just paid all of our experts our staff our friends it, we didn't pay ourselves we just did it you know and um just put it all in put got the printing done got everything done ourselves and that book is pretty much exactly how we want it to be and how many Sorry, I was going to say, how many copies did you do? Because haven't you done a second print run as well? We're on our third, yeah. So a thousand, uh, just cost-wise, a thousand was like five hundred was um, was doable. But then we looked at the cost for a thousand, and it wasn't that much more to do a thousand. So we thought might as well just jump in and do that many. And then since then, we've done another two um, print runs of a thousand. So. I think we've sold about 2,300 books so far. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we had really good uh, support at the start with our sales, like locally, which was great. Everyone's got a copy. Like the, and everyone talks about them. And they're just ongoing sales as well. We've got suppliers that they just, we were going to stop at the 2,000. And we're like, no, nah, that's it. No more. I can't. You know, don't want to do it anymore. But everyone's like, "You need to sell it. We need it." You know, so it's good. And it's it taking up one of my sheds, a whole pallet of books, which is annoying. But yeah, you have to deal with that. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you, and you sort of alluded to it a bit there. What um, the reaction to the the local community was to the book? Because obviously, they were so involved in kind of helping you. Um, and I, you know, it's a small island. I guess everyone's kind of talking about it, and everybody knows about it. So, what was their reaction to the kind of final finished product? But also, did that then that involvement then help with the marketing and the promotion of the book? Yeah, it um, absolutely did help. And we ran, we sold it uh, through the local markets on Sundays at Point Lookout, and we had no idea what was going to happen and we were there for I think five hours on a Sunday morning and we just didn't stop the whole time and it was incredible like how many people came up and wanted to buy a book and have a chat um just our community is really supportive in that way if you make an effort and do something people will will come out and support it yeah Especially if you put them in it. Yeah, that <laughs> But you had quite a lot of media coverage as well, didn't you? Yeah, we did pretty well with that, actually. Uh, we we were going to get another friend to do the marketing for us, this brilliant marketer that we know, but 
she when we asked her about it she alluded to a project that of her own that she was working on and it ended up being that she was having a baby so we and we just spent the money that we saved for that so we had to do it all of ourselves and our editor's very good so she was the editor of a magazine and some newspapers that we worked together on and together with her we managed to you know use all of our contacts and get them out there and um we had a few favors to pull in from people at <laughs> uh local newspapers and they um helped us out and yeah it was yeah it was really good we got in the uh brisbane newspaper magazine the weekender magazine which was yeah and lots of exciting thing you know yeah so we kind of like it was the first time we did something like that but as soon as you start doing it other people see it and they grab onto it and like we were doing talks at the libraries and what else were we doing it was Oh, we got contacted by the National Library to put yeah. some into the National Archives, which I was thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and for, for that, you needed to have a, a barcode. So before we, when we were printing the book, we had to make sure we had worked out how to, to barcode the book, which self-publishing you wouldn't think you'd need to do, but we, we, we got that happening. And then it meant that they then followed us up with um so i think it's in the national archive and also the state archives oh yeah and then because of that they uh a heap of agents that get them into libraries across the country so Stu was where were you when you i was saw? in the <laughs> suburbs of in Mackay, which is north queensland and i went into the local library because i was working up there and i found a copy in the local library up up and, there like a thousand kilometers from us mm. um in a yeah, pretty much a suburban. And there was a there was like a wait list for it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weirdos. <laughs> yeah. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I love, yeah. I, I mean, it just seems kind of really organic how it how it spread. And obviously, uh, you've got lots of useful contacts that have helped you along the way. Um, but like you were describing there, there were so many things that you had to learn and figure out as you went along. Like looking back now with the hindsight, the experience of having done it, is there anything about that kind of self-publishing that you would do differently or organise differently or, you know, just consider if you were going to do a, a project on the similar lines again? Um, yeah, oh, gosh. I mean, we learnt a lot. So we learnt what not to do and you know things to do as well and I think things are different now as well in publishing here I guess as well there because it is five years four years since we did it seven years oh what yeah oh god <laughs> and um yeah so things are different you know they don't have the uh, you would have to get more onto uh social media I think now in order to get it out there but we missed then it was magazines we, we missed a lot of um the uh competition sort of side of it oh, yeah. which I was devastated about and then by the time um because we were close to the deadline the cutoff for the year for these competitions then the next year it was out of it was in the wrong we were too late for it yeah. so that was pretty disappointing that we didn't get to do that we just didn't know about that at that stage and then we by the time we did it was too late and yeah that would have made a difference I think for things because you kind of want to hit the 5,000 mark which we'll eventually get but it's a lot it's a long process now isn't it like mm. but we don't push it anymore like we do nothing with the book and it just sells so 
it's just a like a passive thing that we've keeps got happening. A, we've got a couple of really good retailers yeah. on the island that sell it so we just supply to them now um we sold a lot uh online and had to post them out mm. but that was a lot of work because it's a it's a kilogram the book and then oh, to, the to pack thing. it and post it at a kilogram it means you have to pay over for over a kilogram so one to five if i was going to do cheap. another one i'd probably make it a bit lighter so you could the postage would be cheaper mm. but that's only yeah it seems like a bit of a tight thing but yeah that's one thing actually that would definitely get changed like maybe it wouldn't be a hardcover or although we did have the choice or just time. like 20 less pages to bring it under a kilo <laughs> for postage yeah 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 because it did like make that. a difference cost wise yeah we can't really put it internationally it's too expensive to put it like that now and that's one thing about the self-publishing and not having a distributor like you just can't really do it in the small numbers that we've got so yeah, yeah. that's a really good point though about the weight never really thought about that but yeah when it comes yeah. to shipping them and if you're shipping them out yourself that's something yeah you definitely need to consider yeah. And the packaging and everything, like you need to, because they need to be protected. They can't turn up with anything on them. So yeah. you need like hand. Oh, I don't want to package books. So you know, like, yeah, bubble wrap, and then and then like that core, core flute, core sort of flute stuff, wrap, yeah. and yeah, and then you know all your stickers that you stick on it to make sure that you know they know where it's come from. Thanks yeah. for that. And yeah, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, a distributor would be good to be able to do that through. Yeah, yeah. And one thing I wanted to ask is obviously you two work together all the time, but did doing such a big project like this um, put any kind of additional pressure or different dynamic on kind of your working and living relationship? How did that all pan out? For us, it's everyday life really we we do work together on all of our projects together so it's always stressful it's stressful for Stu because I'm <laughs> such a freak <laughs> thank you Stu for being so good to me but um yeah like what we've learned with the working together is that you need to have a defined role really like you do these parts and you do these parts and I do these parts and I mean, we help each other out if we need to or things get a bit stressful in one section or we've got more on in one thing, but mainly it's we just stick to what we do and that seems to work well for us. So, And, and the book was new, so we had to sort of like redefine our roles and find them a bit more, but um, well, we got there in the end and we had such a great team behind us, so, yeah, it, it helped. Yeah, I mean, I guess after having that experience of the book, and, you know, like you say, it's ticking over now, um, you know, it did really well. Would you do another one? Have you considered doing another one? Uh, would you do self-publishing again? Yeah. Oh, oh, all right. The first question, yes, we'd do another book. In fact, we're here having a look around. Um, it seems to be a bit of a people want this sort of thing and people see them. So we're just putting feelers out in this area because this is my hometown and I already have quite a lot of contacts here and I really like it here. Making sure Stu likes it here as well on the, in the Midwest of Western Australia. But um, 
the chances are that we'll do something else like this again um, here. And I'm not sure about the self-publishing. If someone wanted to pick us up and do something with it, I wouldn't be against that at all. So please call me. But, but we can do it. Ourselves. We can do it. Like, you know, we're set up for it. We've got, we know where to go and what we're doing. And and our printer was great. Um, they, yeah. They were no dramas at all. It was a bit scary at first, sending the oh money away God, to. stressful. To get it printed. But, um, and when they arrive and you open your first box and look and you've got to check there's no mistakes. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really good. Yeah. We probably get, um, we put a lot of contributors in. Um, at the back, we, if we we're going to do another members. one again, like we'd probably use more people contributing because then people are a bit more invested in it. Yeah, it's not just us; it's like yeah, it, yeah. I, think I guess so. you've got a model now, haven't you, that you can take to different areas. Yeah, um, yeah. That was the point of it, really. Like we were like, okay, we'll put this into it and uh, see if we can do it. Like can we do this? I've never done this before. Like it was a completely new thing for us when we started. And then what well, looks like we can and people like it. Like the editor was like, maybe you'll sell 500. Are you sure you want to sell like order a thousand for your first lot? I don't know about it. And now she's like, oh man, like how did I even think that? Like, this is a great book. And also North Stroberg Island, I don't know if you've heard of it, but look it up. You've probably heard of Byron Bay and you've probably heard of Noosa. We're pretty much in the middle of there and we're about to become that big. So the dynamics are changing right now and I like, yeah, I feel as though something's about to happen there again as well. So, um, yeah, you never know. It might, it might have another resurgence 10,000 books might end up somewhere <laughs> else I don't know you know <laughs> and didn't you do some sort of digital spin-off from it as well oh yeah so um we did a couple of ebooks uh, so we did an ebook and we then took a couple of different recipes out of it and made three other little mini ebooks as well out of it um we also put together a little bit of a uh like film with it just a bit of a practice when we practicing our uh, filmmaking skills so we've done that we went out with one of the producers and filmed it and then an interview and then got us like making um making the uh, recipes made from the producers and it's kind of like a you know it's a natural progression of a book I think so but I mean if there was ever a time when we, we didn't get along, it was the filming of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're not very stressful. good in front of the camera. That's the whole thing, like, that we're naturally not good in front of a camera. And, yeah, I, we much prefer being behind or behind. You know, print is our thing, I think. So um, I don't know. We need to practice that if we're going to do that again. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we've got a face for print media. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but actually part of this is learning the part the bits that you enjoy right and the bits that you would want to do again and the bits that perhaps didn't work I mean circling back to what we were talking about at the beginning it started with the photos this is obviously a photo led project so what would your advice be to sort of any other photographers or freelance journalists who want to produce this kind of uh, photo led book um 
well yeah exactly just do what you like to do I think my advice to anyone and I guess I can give advice to photographers because that's what I know what to do but it's got to be something you're passionate about don't start a project that halfway through because it's hard work you know like it's a big slog in the last probably 10 weeks we were doing 16 hour days every day and we had a really great team so they jumped on board with that as well and sort of put their other stuff aside a bit to help us out with it but it's a big project and it was full on at the end to get to reach that end goal and um you you need if it's something you're not even really kind of don't do it for the money like god no you've got to do it for the passion and um yeah you've got to enjoy it as well don't you reckon well a lot of the images we had as well were we had already we'd shot a lot of the stuff so um that helped a lot with filling out the that side of the book we didn't really need to go out and shoot that much landscape stuff that was already there in our archives so we could use that and then so most of the shooting was the the actual recipes and the food and the producers um and the producers was great fun i went out on a prawn trawler overnight on a prawn trawler which is was an experience in itself um with a local guy um yeah so just yeah really good images just would sell the book I think yeah yeah the producers thing was probably my favorite part of it actually I do way do that again it's kind of like going on a job for a newspaper right when you go out and you get to experience someone's life I got dressed up in the honey gear and went out and got some honey and got stung all over my body it took me three weeks to get over this job but um totally worth it (laughs) yeah was that the, the answer? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's re- really, yeah, really good analogy actually, because it is like that when you're, particularly when you're working in local newspapers, that you do go out and do these kind of day in the life of different people and get that sort of snapshot um, into their lives. So yeah, definitely doing stuff that you're passionate about and interested in um, is the way forward. I mean just kind of as we wrap things up what would your sort of tip be for someone who is thinking about sort of writing their first book what what, you know what where should they start what should they do (laughs) this is our tip it's the team you need a good team behind you like you guys are a good team and you've figured out your your thing and how you work to work together um, Stu and I are a really good team I he does things for me that I can't do I assume I do things for you that you can't do <laughs> but also our editor was amazing oh gosh she's just like she's one of the best in Australia we're so happy to have her and the the designer oh she's just I couldn't believe that we lucked onto her like I literally asked her on her wedding day to get involved in this project and then I was like hang on it's your wedding day let's not like go there right now and um the chef Tammy I've known my whole my whole life pretty much and she can cook a bloody five course dinner out of an electric fry pan so and proofreaders oh yeah so get get at least two or three proofreaders that aren't associated with the project at all and get them to read through it because there were mistakes that were found by our proofreaders that I read the book through it like 10 20 times and I didn't see them because you just can't see the mistakes after that long of looking at it did you get a first edition is it like a matte cover anyway? Yeah, um, I think I've one. got one of the 
yeah, the ones that are worth more because they've got the mistake, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> There's one mistake that's pretty big and I see it every time I look at it now, but I didn't see it. So one of the teachers from the local school came up and said, oh, did you see this? And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a thousand of them out there. Anyway, yeah, so it's a mistake in there. So yeah, we had like, two yeah. They use five through three. <laughs> yeah. And now it's a collector's item. <laughs> <laughs> that one, yeah, just uh, throw it out and get another one. <laughs> um, yeah, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that. I think, yeah, being using people who have skills that you don't have and just kind of getting everybody on board with your idea sounds like um yeah we would agree that that's a, a very useful uh, point to start so yeah let's um finish up for today thank you so much both of you for joining us from the australian outback wherever you are in the middle of nowhere and um, we can't see we can't wait to see what you do next yeah, I'm okay. sure I'm sure it will be something really um, interesting and really beautiful to look at, as always. Um, just to let our listeners know that you can find out more about our resources at freelancingforjournalists.com and you can come and join our Freelancing for Journalists Facebook community. Yep, you can find us on social media. We're together, we're at Freelancing4 and you can follow us individually. I'm at Emma Journo. And I'm at Lily Cantor. And we also want to say thanks to our research assistant, Helen Quinn, and our producer, Maddie Drury. There will be another episode next week. Bye for now. Goodbye. Bye-bye.